quite unusual. Hello and welcome to the Quite Unusual podcast. We are your hosts. I am Noelle. And I am Nicole. And today we will be doing something a little bit different. We're here sitting in our beautiful wing-backed leather chairs, sipping our fine brandies in front of a crackling fireplace. Why, you might ask, are we wearing smoking jackets while sitting in our private library that smells of rich mahogany? Well, we're here for a little fireside chat with a very special guest, Miss Lucy Doyle. Lucy, say hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for being Thank had. You for being here. Mm-hmm. That was a more normal thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy, I see that you brought some fine Cuban cigars and obviously your most beautiful crushed velvet robe. Here, here, old chap, let's pour you a couple of fingers of Macallan single malt and please have a seat near the fire. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Our sweet, sweet friend Lucy is a healer, an intuitive psychic, a writer, a children's book writer nonetheless, and an all-around bad mamma who cares so deeply about community, dreams, and relationships. Lucy, tell us a little bit about Joseph. Well, my name is Lucy, and I am an energy healer. A psychic reader. I would say I'm more in like the aspiring writer phase where I write a lot, but I don't have anything published yet. But you, yet. Have, a, you have a book though. We heard it. Yeah, you, you guys heard it. You guys are uh, some was, of the lucky few that got to hear it. It was beautiful. <laughs> you just gotta get that shit published. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I care a lot about relationships and community because I was born into a family with seven children and Jeez. if you don't care about relationships in that environment you learn to care um, <laughs> i'm sure you learn a lot of things in that environment yeah. you definitely do it's intense sometimes but really fun most of the time are you where do you fall in the order are you middle child i'm the second youngest i'm actually like the middle child of the three youngest because oh. like oh. it spans over like my parents parenting style changed over the uh, the seven of us. Oh, yeah. It adjusts. Yeah. It adjusts. They learned a lot. And so they're probably <laughs> super lax with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the three babies, my mom calls us all the babies, even though we're all, like, adults Aww. now. The youngest of us is 29, but she still calls us all the babies. Um, <laughs> I'm the middle child of the three babies. But, yeah, I'm mainly an energy healer professionally. Lucy did um, just a couple days ago. I don't know how many days because honestly, time is relative at this point. It's Friday. She did it on Tuesday. I don't. Also, <laughs> math is relative at this point. Uh, she did an energy healing, an astral healing on both Nick and I. Yes. And I don't want to be dramatic here, but it was transcendent. It was life changing. I have never slept better uh in my entire life and it was amazing in every possible way so i think that maybe we should chat a little bit about that because i'm sure everyone's sort of interested Mm -hmm. and then we have a few questions for you that sounds great it makes sense to me that you would have a wonderful sleep after an astral healing because astral healings are all about healing the part of you that dreams 
And I also had very, very, very vivid dreams afterwards, too. Well, I have been having very vivid dreams mm-hmm. since. And I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. It's it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just to kind of set the scene a little bit, how it worked was Lucy is just like a queen among peons here. <laughs> and she rolls up with some beautiful cookies. She rolls up with this mm. most incredible fucking elixir of life. It was the best thing I've ever, I think, tasted in my life. I have dreamt about it every <laughs> single night. Uh, I Googled how to make it. All the recipes seemed wrong. I cried once or twice because it just it didn't seem right. Um, it's very hard to make. She, <laughs> but it's delicious. It's so worth it. She made us some beautiful lilac simple syrup. Lilac lemonade. I lilac used lemonade. lilac simple syrup to flavor the lemonade. There is. So... Yeah, if you didn't think she was a fairy already, she 1,000% is. Tell me about your experience with the healing, and then I'll tell you a little bit about, like, what I did during the healing. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So we were laying on a table. We did it one at a time. Um, Well, first we chatted about sort of, like, what we wanted to get out of the healing, and then we, one at a time, laid on a table and, um, like, a massage table. I closed my eyes. Did you close your eyes? Oh, yeah. My eyes were closed the whole time. Yeah. yeah. If you don't close your eyes, awkward eye contact happens. <laughs> we don't want any of that. We don't want awkward, accidental eye contact no, no, while no. I'm healing your aura. I made hard eye contact with her the entire time. <laughs> I looked deep into her soul. Um, I asked her, why, mama, why? Please answer the questions. Um, she told me she has to go. It was really awkward. No, just kidding. Um, so, so, yeah, we were laying and just she... I don't even know. She moved around us and she made me feel fucking amazing. So can you kind of describe basically what you were doing while we were taking a little tiger snooze? Yes. So I uh, gave them each an astral healing. And astral healings are one of my favorite things to give in the world because they're all about your dream space and when I say dream space I don't just mean your dreams that you have at night I also mean your goals your aspirations um and uh and your daydreams I'm all about daydream I think that's when our truest desires kind of come forth mingled with a lot of weirdness so like our true desire will be sandwiched between like super weird daydreams generally um and uh and during the astral healing, I heal the part of you that is able to have all those things. So it can be more relevant, up to date, and um, and true for who you are now. A lot of times uh, people's dreams get invalidated during childhood. Mm-hmm. And what can happen there is our dreams might get stuck in the child version of us. So like uh, it will be more fantasy than what we can actually have now and it will limit our ability to dream like a lot of times people will dream when they're a little kid and they'll dream about being a princess they'll dream about being a fairy and then everything gets invalidated and then you turn into an adult and you still find yourself having weird dreams that are a little bit princess and fairy like when you could be dreaming about your life yeah, fully. I remember when I was a little kid, um, I used to just dream all the time, like, well, I just want to be a dinosaur. And then I grew up, and I was like, I can't be a dinosaur. But, <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'd run around and I'd attack the neighbor's cats and kind of stalk around the neighborhood. And, you know, I thought I'd give it up for a while, but maybe I'd come back to being a dinosaur. And little kid me was like, oh, you could do it. You could go back to being a dinosaur. <laughs> but I never did. And Lucy really just made me realize that I can be a dinosaur. So you're saying after your healing, you can now be the dinosaur that you've always wanted to be? I can be the dinosaur I was meant to be. Mm. And that's that's really great. I love that because then you can walk down the street and think, I'm going to walk with the confidence and poise of a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And I also grew three horns out of my head. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's... They look good though, right? Don't you think? I had a really nice tail too. <laughs> Thank you. I grew myself. <laughs> I think it really works on you. (laughs) I had to cut holes in all my pants, but worth it. (laughs) Well, most people aren't dreaming to be a dinosaur. (laughs) No, people have normal dreams. (laughs) Being a princess. Honestly, nobody has normal dreams. There is no normal. Normal is an illusion that the capitalism has sold to us. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, one of the things that we talked about before my healing was that When I was younger, I used to have such vivid dreams and I would dream all the time. And now in like my older age, I still dream, but I don't really remember. And one of the things that we talked about that I wanted to work on was that I wanted to like get that back, that like that vivid dreaming. And I'll say after Tuesday, I mean, it's Friday now, every single night this week, I've been having extremely vivid dreams and it's almost like I'm back to like how I was when I was a kid and I would just have the craziest dreams and I am just I'm just so happy about it. I love that. I have crazy dreams too. Like they're so crazy that when people are when people describe their dreams I'm like how did you do that? Because if I tried <laughs> to describe one of my night's dreams I would be talking literally all day. Like mm. it's the weirdest psychedelic trip that yeah. I go on every night. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's like nothing makes sense and everything's all over the place. And you're like, why is that mobile home in the sky? But it made sense at the time. And it's just, yeah, dude, I've been having the most vivid dreams also. And I'm a wild dreamer and it's like stepped up two or three notches. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And that's just the roller coaster at night. The real magic happens not with the night. The nighttime dreams are great. The nighttime dreams like give you this really wild ride every time you go to sleep and you get to write your own novel but the real magic it happens with your goals daydreams and aspirations Mm -hmm. because it can really unlock what you allow yourself to dream about Mm -hmm. what it can unlock what goals you set for yourself it can give you like a healing in this way like a lot of times how we were raised or our society really limits mm-hmm. how big we can dream for our own life. Yeah. And the astral healing is a great way to kind of um, release some of those things that are limiting the permission we're able to give ourselves. I love that. I love that too. That also kind of goes hand in hand when we were talking about that like languishing feeling, like how you just feel sort of stagnant and you're not depressed, but you're also not happy and you're just kind of like going through the motions of life. I think a lot of people are feeling that way, especially, especially now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that was one of the things that I mentioned to you before the healing. And I I think that like after the healing, it's like, I mean, to an extent, it's still there because it's like COVID and we still can't do anything. But I do feel 
more so where I'm like, I just have like a brighter outlook on life mm-hmm. versus before I was just like, yeah, when am I ever going to get to like go hang out with friends or when is the world ever going to get better? And now I'm just like, you know what? I can't help it. So might as well just live however. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of described it when I was telling my mom about the healing. I described it as feeling like like a drain that had like a bunch of hair in it. You know what I mean? Like mm. some water gets through, yes. but it takes forever to drain yes. and it's not like working at its full potential. Yeah. And then after the healing, I felt like someone cleared out all that nasty ass hair out of that drain, just out of my brain, pulled it out. Yeah. And I feel like just amazing. Like yeah. the water is fucking flowing, dude. Mm. Yeah. Like the emotions are just able to like, I'm processing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that analogy, too, because that is one of the analogies that one of my teachers used to use. So it's really Really? funny. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the moment where we undercover boss you and I take off my mask and I am that teacher. Oh, my God. The student has become the teacher. And then I just scream and scream and scream in front of the house because that would be so terrible. The grasshopper has become the sensei. I love it. Can you um, sort of explain to people what, like, the astral part of astral healing means like what is i'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with the terms like astral projection or astral plane can you sort of go into like what that specifically means yes okay so i am by no means an expert on the history of the astral a lot of what i know about has a lot to do with um the education that i got um and when i learned this healing method So it's limited to what my teachers taught me and then my own personal experience with it. But my personal understanding of the astral is it is another realm that overlaps with ours. Mm -hmm. And it's a realm that we usually only access when we are in a state that separates us from the everyday. So like a lot, most of us, that means only when we're sleeping. Yeah. Like I think for most people, they really only access it when they're sleeping. But... You can also access it when you're daydreaming. Oh. You can also access it when you are setting, like, kind of grand goals. And I'm not talking about those smaller goals where it's, like, really based on, like, time and space in your body. Those goals are so important for keeping your body healthy. And everyone should be setting goals for their own personal health. Mm -hmm. But when I'm talking more about life goals, those like deeper aspirations where you're like, when, if I can imagine myself anywhere and if I could ask for anything, I would ask for this. That is you kind of tapping into that imaginative astral kind of part of you. It's tapping into that other realm that has nothing to do with this physical reality and what you were programmed and taught you could dream about. So Mm -hmm. when you go beyond what, you have been raised to believe by your family and society that you could have when you go beyond that you're tapping in to this other realm i love that yeah me too so it's sort of like an overlapping like almost like a spiritual place for Mm -hmm. i i don't want to use the word soul but like basically like your like your spirit lives yes it's non a non-physical realm yes you can you can like so you can think about it in a couple different ways. You can think about it as an actual realm that overlaps with this one, which is fun to think about. I like to think about it that Very way. Very fun. Very yeah. fun. But you can also think about it as a poetic space. Like, um, oh. So, like, we think of 
grief as a space, like a space that you live in that separates you from the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. When you're grieving, you might feel a thousand miles away from the person that's sitting right next to you. Yeah. When you're in love, you might feel a thousand miles away from the grieving person right next to you. Yeah. Um, like there's so many things that almost so many human experiences that almost feel like a different realm. So you can think about realms in a poetic way or you can think about them in a literal way. Mm -hmm. And it almost, in my opinion, it doesn't even matter what they are. Both feel very real to me. And I like to communicate with someone with exactly, exactly where they're at. If they're thinking about it as a poetic realm, cool. I'll like meet them there. If they're thinking about about it as like an actual, like, uh, you know, multiverse dimension, that's cool with me too. Like I, I feel like the answer doesn't matter. What matters is your experience of it and yeah. your ability to tap into it. Yes, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm left speechless. It's mm-hmm. all about the way that you interpret it and the, the way, way you that perceive. Yeah. Yes, and I feel like so much of life is like that. And like you were saying earlier, you know, you're sort of told to be a certain way, act a certain way. Like this is this is reality basically. I don't want to get like all matrixed out right now, but take the motherfucking red pill, people. Yes. Like for mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. dude. It's like you are told this little cookie cutter of a life that this is what is real. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more to it that we don't know and don't understand and maybe we'll probably never understand. And I'm just I don't know. I could honestly dive off into conspiracy corner for like eight to ten (laughs) joe rogan style hours right now yeah but i won't (laughs) it's like it's like this it's it's so it's really important when you go through this it's so tempting to go into conspiracy corner and that's when you ask yourself is this and this kind of goes back to relationships like one of the things that is so important to me is community connections and relationships. And if you start to uh, go off into a direction where you find yourself separated from the people you love, mm-hmm. you have taken it into a conspiracy direction mm-hmm. and it is no longer informing you in a positive way. Poetics and art and healing should enrich your relationships. Yeah. And if it's not enriching your relationships, then there's something off about it yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and and i think like uh there's so healing is so big right now Uh, energy Mm -hmm. healing is huge right now and it can be really tricky to choose the right healer or the right uh, meditation class and i think the big thing to ask yourself if you're on that journey right now is this this is this class making me have a deeper more intimate experience of life or is it separating me yeah, it's really profound because I feel like you can sort of ask that question of everything in life. Mm-hmm. Like you just started dating a new person. Is it bringing me into a community or is it separating me from everyone else? Yeah. Um, you know, like when you join like a new organization and they're like, we're not a cult. Yeah. But they tell you you can't talk to your family anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, yeah. you, you know, you just have to kind of think about things. Or right? they, they might not tell you that you can't talk to your family, but they might paint it like your family doesn't you as well as they do that's a fucking cult that's a fucking cult you're in a cult <laughs> you are in a cult yeah so can you explain just a little bit like what do you do during a healing and what happens oh, right. for somebody in a healing that's a really good question so during a literal healing what will happen is we'll talk beforehand and i will ask you what your goals are for this healing mm-hmm. if you don't know 
I might ask you other questions. I might ask you what's going on in your life. And uh, it's great if you're organized and you know what you want from the healing. Yeah. But if you don't, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Just ramble. I'll listen. Yeah. And I'll, tr- and I'll pay attention. Yeah. And I'll try and listen for your goals. It was almost like, well, when we did it, it was kind of like a therapy session too. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. I am not a therapist, but I like to talk and I like to listen. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to be clear that I don't have that expertise. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean, didn't mean to say anything like that, but it did. I mean, it felt, it felt just good to release yes. kind of what mm-hmm. I've been thinking or what I've, issues yes. I've been having just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just to anyone who would listen. Yes. It's like friendship therapy. Like yeah. When you yes. have like a really good friend and you just kind of spill everything to them. Which is important for them to know that I don't know you guys at all. Like, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but what's friends, so funny? Exactly. Though. Exactly. So I want to just emphasize that. It like, feels like it though. Yeah. Like you have this yeah. presence about you. You do. That just is comforting. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've known you for 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what I would like to say about that is you've known yourself for 10,000 years. I believe that we have many, many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing my job right, I'm not helping you connect to me. I'm helping you connect to you. Yeah. And, um, and it's not about me. And that feeling that you're feeling right now, that connection is actually your connection to your own soul. It's not really about me. It might feel like it's about me because I'm the one that's facilitating the healing, but it really has nothing to do with me. I just happen to be the one that knows how to ignite that connection. And if we never talk again, you're still going to have that connection with your soul. Wait, wait, but, but can we talk again? Oh, yeah, we can totally talk wait, again. So, we're, so we are friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have to clarify. Did, you just delete, did I just watch you delete my number out of your phone? <laughs> no, I didn't delete your number, but like, let's check in in five years. Okay, you just you didn't, I, I noticed you didn't save it. Um, no, I totally saved your number. I did it today. <laughs> Why'd you save it as do not answer? Um. Okay, so during a healing. Oh, right, 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 right. During a healing, we'll, we'll chat for a while. And then um, you will go on a massage table and I'll put some nice music on. Um, and during the healing, I like, you know, I'll ground... I'll energetically ground your physical body and then I lift the part of you that dreams a little bit out of your body and I give the part of you dream that dreams a massive deep healing and then I bring the part of the you that dreams back into your body and then I calibrate your body to the healed dream version of yourself and that's the healing and then we talk again. How do you do that? Can you walk us through a little bit of like how? Because okay, I did I did open my eyes a few times. Um because okay, so I don't know if this happened to you. Nicole and I have not talked about we our haven't talked about our experiences now at all. So I'm just gonna dive in a little bit, okay? And I want you to chime in too. Go for it. So I can feel like Lucy's life force like yeah, around I felt, me. I felt like a warmth every time she was near me or like near a certain like part of my body. Yeah, yeah, I could like feel her like move around me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um there were times which I thought was so interesting, like my hand would start twitching and then she'd be like, "Okay, look right now." And she would be right over my hand. Mm-hmm. Um and my eyes would twitch every time you'd walk past my face. Um, I was getting like these little like pinpricks wherever you were, like on my skin. It was amazing. It was so interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting question. How do I do it? It's like that, that question of how I do it is such an interesting question to me. Cause it's like, I literally just lift it. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, it's yeah. like, uh, how do you ride a bike? How do you walk? Well, and that's yeah. what it looked like. You know, you were doing this like incredible like movement with your hands where you were like spreading them apart. Like you were like zooming in on a photo of like your ex and you're like, mm, he looks fucking terrible. <laughs> um, you know, we all do that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Thank God he looks fucking terrible. Right? It's like, yeah. there's nothing worse than seeing an ex, like, succeed in life. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah, worse. Yeah. And we all do. We're all guilty of right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you were, like, spreading your hands apart and, like, doing just, like, this amazing, like, movement with yeah. them. And you were smiling sometimes or, like, m- like concentrating other times. And I don't know. It was just, I just caught little glimpses of it. But you seemed so, like, enthralled and, like, into what you were doing. Yeah. What were you seeing? So I'm in communication with, like, your spirit during this. How's she doing? She's hilarious. Oh, great. Perfect. Uh How's my spirit? Your spirit is pretty emo and amazing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. More all day. Emo spirit. You're, like, like both emo and, like, phoenix rising. I know I said this (laughs) to you in your healing, but it was, like, it was, like, you like to be emo girl, but you also like this to be this powerhouse. Oh yeah. That That's, is so on that brand. Is definitely one hundred percent me. <laughs> and then and then Noelle is like hilarious, but then she has all those other aspects of who she is that she's drawing in right now that she isn't sure how to articulate through her body. So like that's kind of like what Noelle's vibe was. It's like really wanting to be more of her. You know, someone just described me as Mrs. Doubtfire, like funny, but like no one really knows who you are. <laughs> and I I didn't know whether to be offended or complimented, but at the end of the day, I love a drive-by fruiting. You know, I think both of the actually that's pretty on brand for both of us right yeah. now. It fully is. I would say. Mm-hmm. Which is it's like it's so spot on and you got all of that just from like our soul like our spirit. Yeah, your, your spirits are like and th- that's the thing everybody's spirit's kind of funny they yeah. like we get so dramatic our bodies get so dramatic about our lives we all get so dramatic about our lives and that's one of the things that's beautiful about being human we take everything so seriously mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost funny and yeah. like and like i wouldn't want it any other way you know but when i have a conversation with my spirit my spirit thinks it's all so funny. My spirit has like this deep amusement around it. And so does everybody's spirit when I work with them in a healing. When I give a reading, I laugh a lot. They're like, people are like, can you look at this energy for me? And then like, I see the energy and like, I'm like, just start to laugh because your spirit has such a sense of humor, like in their communication, you know? And that's kind of what that laughter was about, you know? And then the focus was like a lot of times about moving that energy or... If your body was going through something serious, my my face would get really focused because I'm like, oh, that's hard. I have a question about that. So can you tell – because I know with me, like I told you, I was like, I, like whenever I'm nervous or whenever I get stressed, like I always feel it in my stomach. And you – because you mentioned that you spent a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. So can you pinpoint like certain parts – on a, on a specific person, like, and know that, they, like, this might be, like, a pain point for them or something. Like, do you see that? Um, yes, but also, like, it's not a parlor trick. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't like promoting that because I wouldn't want someone to come in and test me with that because I'd probably fail the test. Yeah. Um, uh, psychic abilities are based on truth, not fact. So, like, um, and this is really important to talk about, actually, mm-hmm. because I think that uh, in the spiritual community, people confuse truths, facts, and opinions all the time. Yeah. 
facts are something measurable. There's something almost stagnant in a way where you can measure it, you can test it, you can prove it. And then people try to act like psychic phenomena is like that and it's not. Psychic phenomena is quite different. It's based on subjective truth, which is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So, um, So like I might see it, but am I seeing you or am I seeing a tendency you could have that was passed down from your great great grandmother that's still kind of dormant in your body Mm -hmm. maybe about to come forth at any moment or maybe not so it there's a subjectivity to it that is not uh, measurable so like I can definitely see that in people but not in a way where like I could close my eyes and be right every time like it's it's not the same like do you know what I mean yeah like, you can't just be like, oh, well, I have a stomach ache. Can you tell? Yes, exactly. And I think one of the big problems that I've noticed in the spiritual community is people try and act like spiritual shit is just as bad. Yeah. Like, not just as valid. It is just as valid as facts. But they try to apply the same principles mm-hmm. of subjectivity right. to facts. Right, right. Like, like a tarot reader could come in and, like, tell someone, like, this is your love life this is your whatever instead of just like reading what they see reading what they feel it's more of like a calculated formula Mm. of like this is something i can tell every time yeah when i mean in all aspects of life you can't do that you can't do that so i i love that Mm -hmm. i love when you said truth facts and opinions we mix them all Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. yes it just it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There, just, we we ugh. have three different words for a reason. Yeah. We have three different words for a reason. And both, all three of those things are at the foundation of what it means to be human. Yes. Yes. And, what it, and they're all at the foundation of what it means to be healthy. We mm-hmm. need measurable facts. We need them. We need them if we're going to grow as a society. We mm-hmm. absolutely need them. We also need the poetics of personal truth. Yeah, yes. dude. We need vibes. And then, yes. and then I believe that your opinion is based on – is where those truths and facts meet in your own personal experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. That actually kind of leads into my second question. Well, not my second question. We've had many questions. <laughs> one, of um, one of my questions. Will a healing work for everyone or do you have to be open to it? Like have you ever performed a healing on somebody and they just didn't respond to it at all? Usually healings people are into. I definitely had an experience where I think the healing was absorbed by someone's cat. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I love that. So my dog was running around when Lucy was sort of setting up, and she was, like, really vibing off Lucy. And we had to put her in another room mm-hmm. um, because Lucy said that, that basically animals will take the healing from you. Mm-hmm. They'll Aww. absorb it. Some people are really great at working with animals. That is not my particular expertise. I know some great animal healers out there. But, like, I, I I love animals, but giving them healings isn't my expertise. And I'm not quite great at navigating mm-hmm. um, when there is a very needy animal that really wants a healing. Aww. When I'm trying to give a healing to the human. So you are clearly an empath. Um, you're an intuitive. Do, do you ever feel sort of bogged down by other people's emotions after healings? Or do you feel like you're, you walk away with like a lot of baggage? Most of the time, I actually find giving healings is deeply healing for me. Because um, kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, 
about how like uh, you were watching me and the way my hands were moving. Yeah. For me, giving healings is my my way of being an artist. Like this is the way that I feel like I'm able to ignite my creative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and really work with it in a beautiful way. Yeah, the way you move is very artistic. Mm-hmm. It's like an, an interpretive dance. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, you just you just flow with it. I, it wish, was, I wish I would have opened my eyes. It now. was very beautiful. <laughs> it was very beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and I think that if a healing appeals to you, you'd probably love it. But if you're like, that's probably not real then it's not going to have some sort of, it's not, I'm not going to prove anything to you. Yeah. It's just going to be awkward for both of us. Right. And a waste of your money and a waste of my time. And then I'll feel this weird obligation to give you your money back. Do you, if you see, or if you notice that there's maybe a person has more of like a negative energy in their spirit or something, do you, how does, how does it appear to you? Is it like a blackness? Oh, okay. So usually... When there's negative energy around, that's usually not the person's spirit. What is oh. it? It's something else. What could, What else could it be? Well, it could be so many things. It could be them trying to live up to somebody else's standards. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. It could be a being. Okay, so just like an outward influence that's sort of like bringing them down yeah. a little bit. Like it's a traumatic an, event or something. Yeah, it could also be trauma. It it could be an energy that they are confusing with themselves or oh. an energy that they are trying so hard to prove is not them that it's controlling their life. Oh, wow. I would imagine that that resonates with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to live up to a certain yeah person that you've either created or someone's created for you even worse yes yes or i can even talk a little bit about my own personal experience here to give an example please do um i didn't learn to read until i was 11 because i had an issue with my eyes so i was really really bullied and called unintelligent and like really made to believe that i was unintelligent Mm -hmm. in um in my younger years and i spent a lot of my life trying to prove my intelligence at that point it doesn't even matter if i'm intelligent or not if all of my actions are in that space where i'm trying to prove something to the world based on my trauma then it's getting in the way of me having my own truth in the end actually i am intelligent it's really weird like because i was so hard it's i joke that it's really weird because i so hard believed that i wasn't you know and proving something can really define your life in such a nuanced way where you don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. Until you see it with your eyes open and you're like, oh shit. And then and then there's a whole growth around learning how to undo that. And sometimes yeah. that happens in an instant. And sometimes that takes 30 years. Everybody's growth is different and like everybody's process is different. So I love that idea of, like, how you said that's not you, that's not your spirit, that's something else that has happened to you or that, you, like, trauma or something, and it's it's not a part of you, but you feel like it's a part of yeah. you. And with the healing, it's like, that helps to clear that away so you can get to your true self yeah. and know your true self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like 
excuse the analogy, like being covered in leeches. Like every leech is like an experience or a moment or Mm -hmm. a bully or whatever. A a time where you felt like you were less than or someone made you feel that way and you had to somehow prove that you weren't. That just bogs you down and it just sucks the the actual blood out of you and your actual life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting way of looking at it too. Yeah. It's like every everything we go through takes a piece of us. Yeah. And you have to, I guess, sort of learn who you are and stay true to it. And mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. I feel like the healing really kind yeah. of clarified that for yeah. me in it a takes, way. It takes a piece from us, but it also gives us a, gives us an opportunity. Yes. Yes. So positive. Uh-huh. And it's funny because it's like I sound positive right now but I get so annoyed with false positivity like <laughs> like I think toxic positivity is a thing <laughs> live laugh love baby <laughs> and it, it creates like a a um, river called denial false positivity does mm-hmm. um yeah but you you give off true <laughs> you're like a little ray of sunshine you give off like you a true <laughs> warmth and like a a genuine positivity thank you (laughs) thank you i appreciate that a lot of work behind it (laughs) that's good though that you recognize Mm. you know that we all we all need to work on ourselves yeah honestly we all fucking need therapy like like hey this is noelle talking to everyone listening right now you need therapy fyi you do you do no one is perfect we all need it healings are not a replacement for therapy let me just like say it super loud that's another big thing are not a replacement for therapy yeah if you need help for mental health a healing will not replace that no. for you. Mm-hmm. So, just to be clear, <laughs> we're all on the same page here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all in it together, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so we've we did an episode once about like chakras, and we talked a little about a, a little bit about chakra healing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you do you work with any of that? I know you worked, like you said, with Nicole's stomach. So obviously, there's a chakra there. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about like my throat chakra and like mm-hmm. finding my voice and stuff like that. Do you do you focus on on chakras? Do I you... I use the chakra and aura system throughout the whole healing. Um, so I think that it's really powerful. It's a really powerful visual. It's a great visual focus as a healer uh, to actually have something to look at and focus on. Each chakra really is a center for a different area of your life. And it can be a very powerful symbol if you're giving somebody a healing to work directly with that chakra. Yeah. I will say when, so towards the end of the healing, when you, after you brought us back into our body and then you touched us, mm-hmm. and was that to ground us? Like back yes. in? Mm-hmm. Yes. That- so when you touched my my head and obviously you asked us first because of yeah. covid and everything but and i use hand sanitizer yes. when, <laughs> when you touched my head i like in my my eyes i saw like a purple almost like where my third eye would be really yeah and it was so weird but i i like literally saw it and that was another one of the things that i had mentioned like i want to open myself like more spiritually mm-hmm. more be more intuitive and it was just so weird when you did it cuz i like it it was like a circle and it was almost like where my third eye would be and it was purple mm-hmm. and i like i saw it when you did it when you touched me mhm the those are the anchor points and the like uh 
touching your body in that way makes mm-hmm. it easier for your astral body to integrate back into it. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. She did this amazing thing where she put her whole hands basically like on like our foreheads Mm -hmm. and it just felt so it was like a honestly like a mother's hug dude Mm -hmm. it was like it felt like you brought me back down to earth Mm -hmm. and then she moved to our arms and then the palms of our hands and then she ended with touching our feet and it just felt I felt like home Mm -hmm. like I felt like anchored to the ground and like I don't know, like our listeners, some of us might do this. I know Nicole told me to do this, Mm -hmm. um, to ground yourself by walking barefoot outside. And whenever I feel like an insane person, I just straight up do that and like go and like stand in the grass Um, and definitely don't scream at the moon. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, it's fun to scream at the moon. You can do that. No, 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 no. Yes. Definitely do that. Yes. (laughs) Always scream at the moon, maybe even howl at it. Yes. Okay, well, don't yes. tell my neighbors you're encouraging that because they <laughs> don't like it. Oh, my gosh. So... Once I was babysitting a couple kids and, like, we, it was a full moon and, like, we went and we uh, we all, like, went to the window and howled at the moon together. Yes. And it was like, so fun. <laughs> I would kill to have you as a babysitter when I was, like, if, when I was younger. Like, if you were my babysitter, coolest babysitter. <laughs> I love I love babysitting. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so just, I mean, like, howling at the moon, I just feel like the touching of the feet grounded me, dude. And it was, like, this full circle thing. And I don't know. It it felt really good. Like, I will be completely honest with you. I want want to believe X-Files style. I want to believe in everything. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, we were talking about our astrology earlier, and I'm an Aquarius, and my brain lives in outer space. Mm -hmm. Um so I I want it. I want everything to be real. And I also think absolutely nothing is real. Yes. And nothing matters. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I believe in everything, but I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like all day long, mm-hmm. for sure. But so so I went into the healing sort of like, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. And I came out like, I need one every day. <laughs> yeah. like, like at least once a month, I'm like, I need one of these once a month. Like, can we put you on retainer? Do you want to move in? <laughs> Actually, somebody did have me on retainer once, but it was like a little bit too much for me. I think uh, to, to like uh, do it every month. I think every two months is solid. Every two months. Every two months, like or between once a year and every two months. That's what I would recommend for someone. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> See you in two months. Every two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just make up the spare room for you. It's fine. You can just come Sounds come good. and go as you like. I love it. <laughs> so what are some tips that you could give someone like us? We just had a healing and we want to try to keep that positive flow in our bodies. Like, is there anything that we can try to do to try to maintain that like healing high? That yes. you just gave oh, us. healing high. Yeah, yeah, dude. Healing high is so good. Yeah. I would say, what do you love doing? Sleeping. That's great. <laughs> That's really great. And I would say, what do you love doing that hasn't been sold to you? Like, mm-hmm. I think that we are totally a product of um, advertising in this yeah. country. Yes. And this brings us to our advertiser, Nectar Mattresses. <laughs> um, you'll never sleep better. Not even if you've had a healing Buy Nectar today. You're not sponsored by Nectar mattresses. I, I fucking wish, but sorry. <laughs> yes, I think I think that we're a product of advertising. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And we've like I think one of the things that we all love doing is scrolling. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, been, dude. But Too that much. is that is an addictive kind of love. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you love that you haven't been advertised to be addicted to? And some people might not know the answer to that question, and that's okay. That's totally okay if you don't know. Then scroll. Just fucking scroll. But, like, uh, if you don't know, then scroll. But, like, mm-hmm. if you love reading, fucking read. Am I allowed to swear? Oh, you yeah. are 100% okay. allowed to swear. <laughs> if you love reading, fucking read. If you love going for walks, go for a walk. If you like swimming, go swimming. Mm-hmm. Do the things that you love after you're healing and prioritize them. And that's the way to, like, increase that vibe for as long as possible. So carve out some time. To feed yes. your spirit, feed your soul with what you truly yes. love. Your body knows what you need. Wow. And society tells us, you don't need that. Yeah. You need a scroll. You need an extra mattress. <laughs> you, <scroll. laughs> you need alcohol. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we just had another sip of our scotch. Hey. <laughs> mm. In the attic that smells like rich mahogany. Rich mahogany. Oh, I love these Cuban cigars. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just picturing us all in like jewel tone velvets. Like, oh, I love me. it. Okay, so you also offer readings as a service, right? Yes. So, and you do them through Zoom. Mm-hmm. But you also do them in person. Um, I do them more through Zoom right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Healings are just what I offer in person right now. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, with COVID, too. Yeah, exactly. So I have a question because I – I mean, maybe this is a personal thing, but are readings different in person versus through Zoom? Or how do you connect with that person's energy? Is it more difficult to do it through Zoom versus, like, sitting face-to-face? It's actually really easy to do through Zoom because I also mm-hmm. work on an app called – like, I also work on an app called Sanctuary. Which everyone should download Everyone's it's awesome. Should, it's really awesome. And um, and in the app, I'm just doing it through mess- – like, through sending the messages. It's all through text. Mm. So, like – Compared to that, giving a reading via Zoom seems easy. It, like, yeah. And it feels very potent. Um, there's a ritual to it. And uh, like I'll ask you your full name at the beginning of the reading. And then we'll just read, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think readings are all about consent. So if you want the reading and are open to it, mm-hmm. and I'm there reading you, it's going to – the magic's going to be there. It doesn't matter if we're in person or if we're across the world from each other. It's like, it just like really comes down to consent. So if somebody yeah. is even thinking that they're consenting, but they're like, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. It's still going to be hard to see them. Ah, so if somebody's more closed off, it's going to be harder, obviously, to read them. Yeah. And, and like, it's like, I don't want to like blame them for that in any way, but like, Readings are about consent, and they're happening on an energetic level. So if someone's mm-hmm. not consenting energetically, it's going to be really hard for me to see them. Oh, okay. So I have another question about readings. Yes. Um, are you able like, – say somebody who you're giving a reading to, and they have someone, a close one who has passed. Are you able to connect with a person who has passed in a reading, or is that not the type of reading that you give? I can, I can look at their relationship. Yes, I can look at that. You know, I won't be able to say the person's name. That's not the type yeah. of reading I give. But, like, I can look at their energetic connection. I can also look at, like, um, if they're really wanting to strengthen that connection after mm-hmm. they've passed yeah. and, like, kind of have an ongoing relationship with that person even though they've passed on. Mm-hmm. Maybe a spirit guide relationship. I can look and see what will help them create that and how they can make that real with mm-hmm. that person. Wow. 
So that goes back to like your whole thing where it was like communities, relationships, mm-hmm. and I forget what the other thing was, dreams. but dreams. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love community relationships and dreams. Yeah. And relationships also first and foremost relationship with higher self. That's really yeah. all, all readings come back to you. The person that's coming in for the reading. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, we're all kind of going through like a self love, self care situation mm-hmm. started as sort of a meme right at the beginning of COVID, like self-care, mm-hmm. whatever. And now we're all desperate to just, like, take care of ourselves. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, in the current situation that we're all in, I'm, what else do we have? Nobody mm-hmm. else can take care of us, so we yeah. sort of have to do that for ourselves. It's mm-hmm. good, though. Self-care is such a great subject to talk about because I really think, like, we were talking about marketing before mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. advertising. I really think that, this is something that we also have been told over and over again can be sold to us. Yeah. And it's yeah. not really something that can be sold to us. Sure. It's nice to take a bath with a great bath bomb. I am a huge oh, fan of that. And I love a good candle. Yeah. But nothing really nurtures you like putting the work into the relationships that you care the most about. Mm-hmm. Nothing really nurtures you like paying your fucking bills on time. And those things are self-care. And we tend to, like, look at self-care as this thing we do exclusively on our own, completely isolated from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that, that that view of it increases the isolation. But if you start yeah. to look at maintaining your relationships as self-care, like, you are ensuring your, your future, your future happiness – by mm-hmm. making sure that your relationships are healthy and strong. And that doesn't mean putting yourself last. It means like, whoa, I care about that person and I show up. I care about me and I'm going to show up for me. I care mm-hmm. about making sure that my electricity doesn't go off. So I'm going to pay this bill before I forget yeah. about it. Like all of those things are self-care. Self-care can be bubble baths, but a lot of times it's those much more boring, mundane moments in life. I love that. See, because I always think like, oh, self-care. My self-care is I'm going to pour myself a big, giant glass of wine. I'm going to take a bubble bath with a candle. And that's my self-care. But you're so true. Like, building your relationships. And even the opposite of that, maybe looking at relationships that you're like... Maybe this isn't great yes. for me. Maybe Not I should take a step you. away yes. and maybe I should set up boundaries yes. for myself. Yes. yes, learning how to set boundaries is yeah. the bravest self-care yes. anyone can do. Yeah. Boundaries are hard. Boundaries are hard. <laughs> They're so hard. They're very hard. And it's it's so interesting to talk about like what we all define as self-care because when you said self-care the first time, my ultimate self-care item is like a clean kitchen mm-hmm. like clean countertops like all the dishes are done all the dishes are away and it just makes me feel like take a deep breath like oh you just did that for yourself mm-hmm. well and you feel good about yourself it's too powerful. and then when you go back into the kitchen you're like oh everything's clean everything's in place i like it <laughs> yeah so like self-care really is so personal to whatever makes you feel happiest and feel like you truly are caring for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how you are equating, like, how it can be sold to us. Yeah. I'm interested to to hear your take on, I mean, spiritualism and, like, the whole, like, holistic and, like, wellness trend is so prepackaged, 
sold to you in the form of a Goop branded jade vagina egg. Oh and I just want to talk about how just for just for a moment, um, how it's so trendy right now yeah. to like be holistic and like crystals and whatever and they cost like nine hundred dollars because like what i don't know an elk shit on it or something like whatever like i want to talk about the branded like commercialization of spirituality and wellness for just one moment yeah i'd love to hear your take on that oh my god i like she's rolling her eyes so hard right now is one moment enough time you can have two to three girl self-care it like (laughs) it is it's so it's exhausting right yes and i want to like be really honoring this subject because i Mm -hmm. think that the advertising that we see all around us does reflect a need that we have in society um it wouldn't be marketed so heavily if people didn't feel like they were missing something right people have just capitalized on basically a need that a need that they see people and it's a need that capitalism yeah. created too yeah. i feel like capitalism. Uh, totally is. yeah totally uh-huh is. and not to get too political here but no, i feel like it. uh i feel like a lot of people are feeling deeply drained yeah yeah and, and trying to grab for that like spirituality mm-hmm. yeah yes like how do i like refill my cup sort of thing yes and the way to do that is to buy these sons of anarchy themed tarot cards i mean <laughs> who doesn't want that i mean we all want it but why do they Jack's cost colors on them. why do they cost 59.99 i think one of the really important yeah. things to think to consider when thinking about this a lot of society has been constructed in such a way and i want to be careful when i say this because i also think that that our country is in a really complicated place where classism is really real and i want to i want to acknowledge that i might be seeing things from a very one-dimensional perspective Mm -hmm. and um and i think that a lot of our work week and how and what we define as full-time what we define as a full-time job is a 40-hour work week. And and um, at the time when that was created, um, there was an assumption that only one person in the nuclear family would be working. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. And now we're at a point where everyone is expected to work. And, mm-hmm. and, and I also want to acknowledge that people below a certain poverty line, everyone was expected to work all along. Yeah. So that exhaustion has always always been there and that is something that also really needs to be solved in our society because that's completely unfair and it limits it limits what people can achieve in their lifetime if they're constantly working Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and and to touch on that i mean 40 hours a week is like it's like a fucking dream dude none of us work only 40 hours a week if you're working a full-time job yeah and most people have one two three jobs just to support their Uh families or support Uh themselves and and even that was created with the assumption that someone else would be taking care of the household. Yeah. So now we're in a space where everyone's working that way and everyone's tired because they get home and the house hasn't been taken care of. And we're too tired to work on our relationships. We're too tired to uh, even remember to pay our fucking bills sometimes. We're just tired. And like, and the easy thing to do is to lay down on the couch yep. and just give yourself a fucking break. Give yeah. your yeah. brain a break. And we all do it. And and it's hard because it's one of those things where it's like you know it's not serving you to do it, but it 
it serves you in the moment and you really need that serving yeah. in the moment. So like um I do think that the way it's marketed sometimes is an easy fix. And sometimes it's marketed in such a way as a different job you could work. Yeah. Like I I know a lot of people are becoming healers and life coaches now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and and like I see it a lot and I see a lot of people becoming entrepreneurs and I think it's really really powerful but I also think that it's not everybody's calling. Um yeah, and it's sort of sold in a way of like an MLM scheme if, yes. if you'll allow me to interrupt yes, you for one no, moment. Yes, I totally agree. Where it's like, do you want to be your own boss yeah. because with Herbalife, not only boss can babe. you be your own boss, but you can Hashtag boss baby all day long. And it's sort of like it's prepackaged and like this independence is like sold to you as yeah. a kit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like we're once it it was I don't know, it's almost like I'm an entrepreneur, but are you or are you part of a fucking pyramid scheme? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in order to access the amount of money for you to be your own boss, you have to pay this certain amount yes. to this business to this business <laughs> enhancement course. Yeah. Because to this business enhancement course. Guess who wins every fucking time? It's capitalism. Yes. Yeah. So I think that a lot of it is being branded to us because we're missing something. We're missing yeah. something in society. Everyone is working too hard. At least, yeah. yes. at least right now, all of us live in the United States, mm-hmm. and this is very For true sure. in our country right Overworked, now. Overworked, underpaid, and unhappy, tired. Yeah. Tired yeah, and tired. so where do you turn to? Where do you turn to? Uh huh. And and I also yes. think yes, but it's it's it feels like a band aid spiritualism. Yes. It feels it like at least the way it's happening right now is it feels like this temporary fix mm-hmm. to a much bigger problem that our system is a little bit fucked up. Yeah. And I'm not gonna. I'm not a politician. I'm not an expert in politics. I don't know what the solution is, and I'm not gonna pretend like I do. Um, but like. I think a lot of people are capitalizing on the need that capitalism has created. And it's really kind of frustrating to see when I see them making a lot of promises that are money related. Yeah. What's that snake that eats its own tail? Ouroboros. Yep. There it is. We're in Ouroborealis right now. (laughs) aurora borealis is northern lights i don't know (laughs) but yeah yeah, it's like capitalism created this problem and now it's here to fix it and it's sort of like hmm Uh uh-huh and and i think that and and it's hard because it's like i think a lot of con artists have come in on this on this life coach and spiritual trend. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like f- a it's like a car salesman almost. Yes. Well, yeah. And I'll say, like, I'm a person, I've had a lot of readings, I've mm. been with a lot of readers, and some of them I'm like, they're full of shit. There there's just no way. Like they just talk out of their ass. And then other ones I'm like, yeah, like I really I really felt a connection. And I will say with you, like, I really feel a connection with you, like as a reader. Mm, you you do. You, you have like this power. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. At the same time, it's like it's very nerve wracking. I'm not right for everyone. Yeah, I'm that's not right for too. everyone. If you if you look at my Instagram and you don't like it, then don't get a don't get a healing or a reading from me. Um. <laughs> I will say one thing about Lucy is that 
um, before Nicole came over for our here for our healings, we were kind of sitting on the couch and just chatting or whatever. And she was meditating and sort of asking like the spirits of the house to protect the house and everything. And we heard the biggest fucking thump, like someone jumped up in the air and landed hard <laughs> so in funny. the attic. I have questions about that. Yeah. Yes, and we, like, her eyes popped open, and we made hard eye contact, Mm. and it was like, did you, did you hear that? that Or was, am I having a fever dream right now? Um, And it was real, so I will, I will give that to you, man. Thank you. you're talking to the house, and she's saying, hey, girl, I like your vibes. Thank you, and, and the, the fear I have is if, for some reason, we start cracking down like, if for some reason legal action is taken to control the con artists, they're just yeah. going to find another con, and the people that are like me Actually are going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. That I, I feel like it's inevitable in a way. Yeah. We did an episode on spiritualism. Um, I don't know if you listened I to it. I did listen to that. I like the show. Yes. The Fox Sisters. <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes, I liked Thank the you. Fox Sisters. They were a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it's sort of, it's sort of making me feel the same way. Like, history repeats itself. Like, it had a it had a renaissance. It's having we're having a renaissance of spiritualism right yeah. now. It's like there was such a need for it at the time because everything felt so new and so like electric, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just it hit the nation and it hit you know the whole globe basically, and it's sort of back. It's yeah. like we're clinging to this need for something we more. Need, yeah, we need yeah. something more. I also think that there's a, a different thing happening than than then, and what I'm seeing happening. From then is there's a lot of people claiming being witches, which I actually think is very a very powerful yeah, thing. Witches are trendy. Yeah. Yes, but so hot right now. They're so hot right now, and like, <laughs> but uh, any, but also with that, it's like anyone can be a witch. Well, yeah. and I think that is really powerful, to, and I'll I'll explain why. I think that when witch burnings were happening like crazy, anyone could be burned as a witch. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like this is an empowerment statement. Mm -hmm. Yes. This movement feels like people saying, yes, I'm a witch. Mm -hmm. You can't burn me. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Oh, (laughs) you can't do anything. Oh. Oh, oh, bad. oh, you're oh. going to give me some negative comments. <laughs> this is my caring face. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, like, so often you see that, like, meme that's like, we're the great, great granddaughters of the witches, witches that you, you couldn't, couldn't burn. burn. Yeah. I disagree with that meme so hard. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we are the great, great granddaughters of the people that learned how to pretend that they had no power. Yeah. And they yeah, learned how to goosebumps. Yeah, they learned how to pretend it so hard mm-hmm. that they gave up all their power. Ooh, like it 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 got lost in the generation. It totally got lost. And they needed to do that to stay safe. They yeah. needed to do that to survive. So I'm not faulting them for that. I think that they made the right choice in the political climate that they were in. Mm-hmm. But like Right now we're in a space where we're mm-hmm. like, you gave up your power, but guess what? Thank you. I live because of it, but I'm going to mm-hmm. reclaim it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking back the power. Mm-hmm. And and no one's going to burn us here. No. Probably for that. not. No. No. no it, 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 not legally. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and it's interesting because you see people trying to take it from us again. Like, if you look at what's going on in Texas, Texas right now with yeah. the oh, with the yeah. abortion ban, that yeah. looks like legal witch burnings again oh, to me. It yes, has the same yes, energetic 100%. vibration. Yes. And, um, and I think that 
is kind of the modern way of trying to burn the witches again, is trying to take that right away from us. And if someone does it anyway, trying to persecute them for it. And now, so, like, more than ever, women are just way more powerful. Like, we know our rights. You're not going to fucking bring us down Mm -hmm. type of thing. And I just, I love that energy. Like, any, like, type of witchy thing. Even if, like, you don't consider yourself a witch, but then you still like crystals and you still feel empowered. It's like, dude, you're a witch. Everyone's yeah. a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I 2021. Mean, every woman's a witch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. We're all a little gay. We're all a little witchy. I like, mean, let's be honest. Uh, back in the day, you probably, like, if you were a little gay, that could have been called witchcraft. I'm yeah. sure. Like, yeah. if we're going to, like. Yeah. Like, uh, if we look back far enough, it was not that hard. Yeah. To be accused of being a witch. Yeah. And I do want to bring it back, though, when we were talking about the when you had first come here and there was a loud thump. Yes. So I know you don't like you don't see ghosts or you don't see dead people. And oh, stuff. I see. I see. Spirits. Do you see yeah. Bruce Willis? But <laughs> at the end of Sixth Sense? I mean, who doesn't? Right. If you've seen the movie, you've seen him at the end of Sixth Sense. <laughs> and let's just say he's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Right. Hey. <laughs> but did you see... Or did you feel anything when you came in here? Like, so my main focus when I first arrive is to really tune into my own energy Mm -hmm. um, and really stay in my own space because I'm going to get a better sense and give a better healing and a better reading if I'm staying in my space instead of losing my space to the house. So, like, like, rather than trying to feel the house when I first walk in, I'm trying to, like, feel yourself. Yeah, stay grounded in the house. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it was, I tried to kind of keep it that way until I went into meditation. And that's kind of when I started to look at the house is when I sat down. What did you see? I just like, I, I knew from what you said that there were spirits in the house. So I intentionally communicate with the spirits Mm -hmm. to try and like get, like see if they wanted to be involved in the healing. Mm-hmm. I communicated them, see if they wanted to be involved or if they just wanted to observe. They're not allowed to, like, participate in the healing necessarily unless the person that I'm giving the healing to asks for that. Mm-hmm. So, like, and and I look at the spirit and the spirit seems like, oh, they're in alignment and they're not tricking the person because sometimes spirits trick you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I gave them a job, which was to keep the perimeter of the house safe. And that's when we heard the thump. It was so loud. So you, the spirits of this house, you gave them a job to make every, like, the space safe? Yeah. Yeah. How nice is that? I love yeah. that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Spirits like to have a job. So so you're saying that the spirits here have, like, they're not, it's not bad yeah. or anything. Yeah, they seem really lovely. See, I, I always I don't think anyone. Yeah. No, I never thought it was evil. But they scare you, though. So. I'm just scared <laughs> of everything because I'm a fucking chicken and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean... I it's kind of fun to be scared. Yeah, it is. When it's when it's not a truly scary situation. Yeah. When it's not a truly terrifying situation, if it's a ghost or something, it's like kind of fun to be like, whoa. Oh, super fun. <laughs> um, I mean, I I work like we're in obviously the studio right now. The so for those of you that don't know, um, and we are going to do like an MTV crib style um tour, tour of, of the attic of the, the attic yeah. for our patrons. So if you're not on Patreon, join and you can watch that. Um, but so the, the attic is split into two rooms and there's the, the studio, which is the main room. And then there's a smaller room that I use as an office. And every single person that has ever lived in this house has said that there's a ghost and it's in the corner that my fucking desk is in. Oh yeah. That room is creepier than this room. 
That room is oh. where she lives. But that's because that, I feel like that's actually because you've given this space more energetic attention. Yeah, that's true. We have more things and we, yeah. we're but in here even, all the time. Even like that room, it's all, it's all moving boxes. You now. have like intentionally made this room but, beautiful. But that room was, it had, was all decorated and had like all this cute stuff in there and like all the shelves were all happy and stuff. Um, and it still had the same vibe. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. We and... should do the next healing in that room. <gasps> yes. But I don't want to disturb no, her. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. She'll be fine. We'll, like, look at the agreement. We'll make yeah. it all good. It'll be fine. Okay. I have a question, though. Oh, like, kind of going along with that. So, have you ever experienced, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, and then we were like, we're going to save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you've seen horror movies and stuff like Insidious, when you're like astrally projecting and there's a spirit that wants to come into Mm -hmm. your body, have you ever experienced anything where you've been doing a healing and there's maybe like a malicious energy that is trying to like attack the healing and maybe attack the person that you're making vulnerable? Well, maybe even not as far as like malicious, but someone that's like kind of there and like shouldn't be there yeah well i want to start by saying that you are not vulnerable in my healing okay i have the space set and safe that's right she's a bad (laughs) (laughs) mimogen um if there is now if there's already a being or entity in your space that that's a little different and i can look at that and i can tell them to get the fuck out oh have you Mm -hmm. seen that like someone like like leached onto a person yeah like all the time really yeah like all of us all of us have beings leached onto us oh are they cute i mean what were my beings like well i wasn't i wasn't looking too closely at that because at that like kind of gentle level i'm not necessarily like they don't matter like the amount that they matter is the amount that we let them matter if that makes sense like um like beans really have the power that we give them Mm -hmm. because they actually don't have a physical form they don't have a physical body they their power is limited in the spiritual realm i mean in the physical Mm -hmm. realm in the physical realm their power is limited so their power is really kind of confined to the amount of power that we give them with their our emotions and actions so like i Keep the focus on your body and your spirit. And I empower your body and your spirit, which makes it harder for those beings and entities to be powerful. Mm -hmm. The more space you take up in your own aura and body, the less space they can take up. That's kind of true of life also. Mm -hmm. Like the more space you take up, the less people will like walk all over you. Mm -hmm. But we all have our demons. Yeah. We all have them. So what about possessions? Do you believe in possession? Yeah. Like, of course. Like, why not? I think that possessions, totally. Yeah, they're real. But, like, the thing that empowers them is how horny, like, people are for them. They People really want to believe them. Yeah. And I think that really, really, really empowers them. So the more you believe, the more like, powerful susceptible you are to yeah it happening. That happening to yes, you. like are you familiar with like what a talpa is? Yes, like, it's like it's exactly like a talpa. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So do uh-huh. you, do you believe that it's like an actual entity that exists, or do you think it's more of like a feeling that you gave power to, I, or a combination of both? I think a bean would take advantage of that belief. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. So you, so you have a preconceived notion of like what an exorcism or like maybe like you saw like 
Rosemary's Baby or like something scary, right? So you have like this idea in your head of what a possession is. And then little Mr. Demon, uh, what should we call him? Bob. Uh, <laughs> Demon Bob. Bob. And he, he's walking along. He's like, howdy, I'm Demon Bob. Oh, what's that right? I'll see right there. Is this his accent? This is the Demon Bob's accent? Yeah, what yeah. do you think Demon Bob should sound like? That I have yeah. no idea. Right. Howdy, Bob! Howdy, 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 I'm Demon Bob. I'm giving him like a um, I'm getting like a big like early Beetlejuice vibe where he's mm. got like a cowboy hat and like definitely or, a corn cob. Well, you know what he was? He was like in the cowboy world, but he wasn't a cowboy. He was like the person that like owned the shop in Cowboy Land. Oh yeah, but now that yeah, like everyone's like everyone's voice, like yeah. like dead, he's like yeah, I was. A- I was a cowboy. I was totally a cowboy. I didn't just own a shop or anything. No, boy. No, I had, Howdy. I had all the cows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, all the boys came to my yard for the cow milkshakes. And it's like, okay, Bob, sure, we understand what you're talking about. So he's just like strolling along his little demon alley and he sees, uh, I don't know, a woman named... Martha. Martha. And he's like, well... Ain't she pretty? And she's not really a woman because it seems like it's always thirteen-year-olds that get possessed. It's a thirteen-year-old so yeah. boy. It's a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah. So he's walking down the street and he sees a thirteen-year-old boy named Martha, and he's like, "Well, that bar right there, he believes in demons and demons." And he just he grabs hold of that belief, that tiny little shred of like, yeah, it's a possibility, and he he grows like a wart inside and, of it and it just explodes and i think there's also like it seems like at least in the possessions that i've read about and heard about it's a lot of times teenage girls it's always puberty yeah you, uh-huh. yeah yes. okay so okay. it's like it's like is it the daughter's belief or is it like the parents discomfort yeah do you what do you what kind of credence do you give to that whole like the like puberty gives extra energy to a poltergeist almost like how do you feel about that because we just talked about that on our black monk episode Mm -hmm. and i personally remember being um a pubescent teen and being a fuck ton of like just hormones and like acidude i was acidudic and we all were we were all terrible when we were going through puberty and we were all tantrums were so powerful dude and it's just like i feel that that could summon something yeah how do you feel about that i think the biggest thing it summons is the parents fear yeah you're making a very bad point and i actually don't think it's the teenager that's doing it i really think that the thing that summons the bean is the fear of the people around them yeah yeah like i think that a lot of times when this happens that teenager that's going through what they're going through is not in a supportive environment for what's going on and i actually don't yeah. think th- that the spirit is connecting to them at all and more connected to the fear the of their parents yes uh-huh everything yeah, yeah. and yeah. then it looks like it's connecting to them but it's really connecting to that fearful environment yeah you know i i'm sure both of you can agree and all of our listeners can too N- no one fucking knows what's out there you yeah. don't know shit dude no. None of us know what's real and what's not real. Mm -hmm. So if you want to believe in some almighty Lord, great. If you want to believe in a spaghetti monster, delicious. If you want to believe that Captain Crunch came and he invented (laughs) everything in the world and one day he giveth unto us oops all berries and it was good, 
then hey dude whatever if you want to believe in nothing noelle is pitching her coal right now yeah, oh yeah all i can say well, we've said Captain. it before though uh-huh. like we don't care what you believe believe nah, whatever dude. you want just don't be an asshole about it yeah and, but this possession phenomena is something that's very specific to the catholic church at least in the way that we catholic yes and that's what and that also goes into like so can if it, it's like specifically catholic right? yeah anyone can be possessed i mean if you believe in possession anyone can be possessed but it's so its roots are so in like the catholic religion so yeah. how does that work then? yeah how if does you that don't work believe in demons then how can you be it's possessed? the be- it's the belief that empowers the them belief yes. it's totally belief that empowers them yes. yeah yeah like big talpa energy it's like we totally were about. it's totally big talpa mm-hmm. energy and it's big talpa energy that is supported by these deeply spiritual people like yeah. priests are powerful. They have a lot of power in their they, hands. They do. And they believe in those demons possessing people, which like really amplifies that tulpa energy. Yeah. What are your thoughts on soulmates and twin flames? Oh my god. To spiral radically okay. away from what we were saying. No, that's almost about. identical to what we were just talking about. I'm really yeah. excited to hear. That was okay. a really good segue. So <laughs> I think we have all tons of soulmates. We have like like the more lives you had the more history you've had. Okay, so yes. you believe in reincarnation. Totally. Okay, and you believe in multiple, like, multiple lives. You believe in multiverse. Oh, totally. Both. Oh, yes. Fuck yes, yeah, yes, We're going to talk yes, about that yes. so hard after yes, the show. Yes, and yes. Because here's the thing. The more readings I give, the more I realize, like, everything's kind of true, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, like I am reading a person where they are at. Not where I am at. So sometimes I'm like, okay, your past life is in Atlantis, I guess. <gasps> so it's like, um, <laughs> so, so it's like, I really have to trust what I see. And the more I yeah. see, the more I'm realizing, oh, everything's kind of true. So yes, multiverse, yes. Past lives, yes. Okay. Uh, now I have a, a little question to ask before you answer the other question that I just asked. Yeah. Um, do you believe that people are I guess it sort of goes with it. People are drawn to each other if they've known each other in a past life. Yes. So can I tell a personal anecdote really quick, yes, you guys? Please. Yes, um, yeah. I don't know if I've told this on the show before. So I have a friend, and she has a little baby daughter who's like five-ish now. And for maybe like the first, I'd say, solid four years of her life, she would call me Heather, mm. knowing damn well what my name was. And she would always tell me, She'd, she'd do this weird thing where, like, she'd look me directly in the eye, which I feel like children don't typically do. How old was she? She, I mean, this was from the time she could talk till kids she was Kids are real creepy. They are very The creepy. more you get to know, the more kids oh, you yeah. know, the more you realize, mm-hmm. oh, they all look you in the eye. We just think they don't. <laughs> yeah. So she, but she'd look me right in the eye and she would do this thing where she'd grab my face, like both sides of my face. Mm. And she'd say, Heather, you don't remember me? We knew each other. We knew each other from forever ago. Yeah. And she would talk to me like an adult. And she, I told her, you know, my name isn't Heather. And she'd say, I know your name isn't Heather now, but it was when I knew you. Mm-hmm. And now she doesn't remember it. Oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah. She was wild, dude. She would, like, go through this whole ritual every night before bed where she would, like, shut the door and then open it, like, all the way and then close it, like, a little bit and say, like, there. Now it's wide enough for them to fit through. Okay, so... And it freaked the fuck out of her mom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Shout so, out to that little girl. <laughs> how do you think you knew her? Who is Heather? I don't I don't know. You know. I don't. 
But that's the thing is that I tried. About it? No, and I tried so I mean, hard. I mean, when I ask you who Heather is, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Dancing in a field. Yeah, okay. That's, Dancing in a field. That's all I got. But um, how Heather knew her? How did you know her? I don't know, and I tried so what's hard. The, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I, I don't know, and I try. I would try so many times. So nothing pops into your mind when Literally I Literally nothing. How did you know her? I don't know. Um, and I tried so hard to remember, and I would look her right in the eye and be like, Caitlin, like, what was your name when I knew you as Heather? And she'd just say, I don't remember, but I knew you. And she was so sure of it, and I tried so hard to connect with, like, who she was yeah. and who she is, and I could never okay. pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of good at picking shit up, yeah. you know? And I could never, ever mm. get it. Yeah. But she was so insistent of it, and she said I had red curly hair, mm. and I was so tall. And that's all I got from her. And my name was Heather. Wow, that's Heather. Funny. All right, Heather. That's when I'm going to call you from now on. All right, Heather. Heather. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Kids are creepy. They are yeah, dude. Creepy. So I, was a very, I was a very creepy kid, I will say. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I used to tell my mom I heard voices. I had an imaginary friend. Were you just fucking around, though? No. No. I, my, well, not. when I was little, I never met my uncle, and he passed away before I was even alive Mm -hmm. and I had an imaginary friend and I was maybe like three or four and then all of a sudden he just went away and my mom was like oh where's Hanush his name was Hanush don't know where I came up with that name and I was like oh he moved to California and my uncle had died in California Mm -hmm. and my mom was like how the fuck do you know what California is you're like four years old (laughs) yeah so twin flames soulmates Twin flames, yes. Sorry, thank you for bringing us back. They have been, <laughs> they have been so deeply romanticized by people looking for love that yeah. they've almost lost their meaning. Yeah. What do you feel is the meaning? I think that soulmates are literally people that you've had more than one lifetime mm-hmm. where you have mated with them. Like, if you're yeah. breaking down the word. Like a deep mm-hmm. connection. You have a deep connection. So you've, like, you have, like, had children with them more than once. Or you've, like, had more than one lifetime where you guys were fucking a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think your soulmate is someone that you have shared many lifetimes with. Not all lifetimes have been romantic. Not all lifetimes have been sexual. Sometimes you're siblings. It's weird. It gets mm-hmm. very complicated when you start looking at past lives. Sometimes you're a Lannister and it's both. Sometimes it's both. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think that soulmates are basically people that you've shared many lifetimes with. Do you think that a soulmate can be platonic? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have children that I feel like that they were my soul. They're one of my soulmates. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel a deep connection to you. That reminds me of my soul. And I think that we as a society romanticize the concept of soulmates and twin flames. Mm -hmm. We We like to find security with the idea that we're supposed to end up with someone. And if we meet them, then like... But we work at it hard enough. Yeah. They're our person. But that's not true. You can have many people. You can have many people and there's no preordained, like, relationship that's going to work for you. Yeah. Your relationship, the one is defined by, the one is something you create with another person by meeting each other halfway and deciding to work on life together. It's not something that's preordained. It's something that you decide together day by day throughout your relationship. 
And um, and I think that soulmates and twin flames are definitely real, mm-hmm. but romanticizing them can give you this idea of love that makes it so you either give up your own boundaries mm-hmm. and accept a lot of bullshit yeah. because they're your twin flame. Mm-hmm. They're here to challenge me, but it will be worth it one day. Right. It's going to be really, really, really hard, but... We're going to get into a fight and maybe somebody will cheat on me and but then we're going to get back together and yes. it's all going to be blah. And we're having a difficult lifetime together but it will be yeah. worth it next lifetime. Yeah. So like that's where like multiple lives can get you into trouble because you start to like think, oh, this is a phase that I'm in with my person. Yeah. Like and – and you stay in it longer than you need to be because you think your soul is supposed to be there for some reason. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and and I think that, like, I think that twin flames might be there to teach you something. For sure. But, like, you should not define what you're putting your physical body through based on a soul relationship that has nothing to do with this lifetime. So what's the difference between, like, a a soulmate and a twin flame? That's a really great question. I feel like soulmates are... Is one, like, harmonious and the other, like, Yeah, that's... I say say that's the reputation that they have. Like, a soulmate has this harmonious reputation, whereas twin flame has a challenging reputation. Yeah. And I think that twin flames, um, they, like, have this reputation of challenging you and, like, kind of pushing you to your brink and causing you to grow. But, Mm -hmm. like... I also think that they keep people in toxic or abusive relationships longer than they need to be. Like, if they are not respecting your boundaries, it does not matter what your history as souls is. Yeah. Yeah. The world has billions of people in it. Mm -hmm. Like, so many billions, honestly. So many billions, and there's so many of them are kind. So many of them want to respect your boundaries. So why stick to somebody because of some intrinsic connection yeah. that your body's chemicals really want to believe because because when we when we get close to people we have actual hormones that are released in our bodies yes, yes. and those actual hormones really want to believe it's meant to be yeah. yes and going back to the beginning of our conversation with like a fact versus like mm. how we believe versus opinions or whatever um it's sort of like, okay, you may feel like this is my soulmate. Like, they're perfect. I love them. Nothing they can do is wrong. And like you said, you put up with a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Because for some reason you're in your heart, you're feeling that they're soulmates. There's no proof of that. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. – there's nothing aside from – Maybe you watch Romeo and Juliet once and you feel like <laughs> it was the good one though, like with Leo or yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was, it was like kind of clubby. I was thinking, love me, love me. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the good one. So like <laughs> I Lerman, like I get it, yeah. you know, I get it for sure. Hot. Um yeah. Oh my god, like come on, right? But you sort of create this fantasy of like this is what a soulmate is, this is what a twin flame is, and you mm-hmm. ignore real red flags. Yeah. For this whole you know, you're my soulmate, you're yeah. my twin flame, I'm, you, you can do no wrong and I'll be all situation when truly you don't know. And if something doesn't feel right for some reason, yeah. you need to honor that in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. just turned into a relationship advice podcast. Well, that's what I feel like twin flames. Cause it's like what they tell you with twin flames is like, you're going to go through 
a big breakup or a big, like, uh, they're going to hurt you, but then it'll come back and then everything will be cool. So it's like, if you think someone is your twin flame and you allow them to treat you like garbage because you're like, oh, this is the, what do they call it? Like the chasing period and like the connected period or something. Yeah. Like if you're in the period where you're separated or whatever, like this is just the separated period. Yeah. We're going to get back together and everything's going to be okay. And it's like, well, you don't really know that. I know that. You're just allowing this person to be shitty to you for no reason. And your body is releasing chemicals Mm -hmm. that make you feel bonded to that person. Yeah. And those chemicals combine with your fantasy in this really lovely way that makes it feel like it's meant to be. Yeah. And makes you feel stuck. And, like, maybe you have a lot to learn from that feeling of being stuck and learning how to find your agency over that. Maybe it's this really empowering warrior arc in your own life that you look on back on later. But you're causing that. That warrior arc is you learning to have agency yes. that person is not causing it for you right right yes so maybe just look in the mirror and mm-hmm. say is this my twin flame or am i just horny and i need to get back on tinder <laughs> yeah you know it's mm-hmm. like whatever man all dudes named Derek. yes kind of hot or brandon brandon is the name that everybody was no i'm i'm with this guy brandon and i'm like what That's is with worst. that name brandon <laughs> why does everybody want to know about a brandon um, Brandon has like big toddler vibes to me. It's got like a big Kyle vibe. <laughs> it's like, like, what the fuck is up, Brandon? Yeah, like, are you a rug rat? What's going on right now? In all fairness, I know one cute Brandon, but oh no, I, I know a cute yeah, Brandon. We all, we all know a cute Brandon, but like he's not our any Brandon. He's, <laughs> thank God for that. Good, <laughs> good, because it's like, but it seems not. He's no one's soulmate. A lot of people are wasting their time on a Brandon. Yeah. If you know a Brandon, you're probably wasting your time on it. Yeah. And sorry, Brand- Brandons. Um, Brandons, we love you. There are probably a lot of cool Brandons <laughs> out there. Yeah. Like, like, if you're a Brandon listening to this right now, like, DM us and we'll tell you why you're terrible. You're, no, 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 um, no. If you're a Brandon listening right now, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. If you're a listener, you're a yeah, good Yeah, one. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The, you're one of the, you're an exception to this Brandon uh, role we're making. But, but if but. you're dating a Brandon, um, we need to, hun, we need to talk. Um, <laughs> are you okay? And if you want to hear more about names, please go to www.nickandnoandloose.com. Judge people by their first names. dot org backslash backslash Brandon's are no good for anyone. dot seriously, you're still with Brandon. Dash girl, we told you to dump him. dot the number four. Wait till you hear what we have to say about Chad. Mm. Or Tanner. Oh, oh my god! god. You don't even want to know. Tanner, Tanner is the worst. Tanner is the worst. Tanner <laughs> might be cool in ten years. Tanner's not cool right now. Mm. No, no. Will Tanner ever be cool? I don't think Tanner will ever be cool. No, but we got to give him a chance. And if you're a Tanner and you're listening, we really want to know that you exist. I want to know real Tanners. I don't think I've ever met <laughs> Do one. You? Do you? Do you really know a Tanner? Wow, Lucy, thank you so much for. Not only just, number one, I'm just going to say it, being our friends. Hell yeah, we're friends now, whether or not you like it or not. Besties for life. (laughs) And two, thank you for traveling to the haunted attic and being our very first IRL in-person guest. I know, it's so exciting. It's been wonderful. You are beautiful. You're just like a little ray of like incredible, intelligent, sparkly sunshine. And we love you so very much. And... We want everyone else to love and to know you. So 
if someone is looking for a reading, if someone is thinking about maybe getting a healing or something, how can they find you? Okay. So the best place and the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. I'm at LunarLucy123, L-U-N-A-R, L-U-C-Y, 123. And then my email is the same thing, LunarLucy123 at gmail.com. And, of course, we will tag her in everything. Yes. We'll tag her details in the description of this, too, so you guys can mm-hmm. have that. And um, the readings I give, I give aura readings, I give past life readings, and then I also, like, give a reading mm-hmm. that's completely kind of catered to your questions that you're asking. Um, DM me for a reading, and we'll set something up. Um, I don't have a website right now, and that's very intentional because I am still finding my flow and what my boundaries are, and I don't want people yeah. just – booking things without talking to me first um (laughs) so and then if you want a healing that you have to have a recommendation from someone i know or we've had to have several readings together already um my healings are only in person uh and i travel a lot and when i travel i like to give healings so um if you want to know where i'm going to be just the best way to find that out right now is to follow me on instagram and i will keep everyone updated on that that's right if you want to hit up lucy and you want to get some of her sweet sweet services make sure you slippery slide into her dms Mm -hmm. that's literally lucy one two three on the gram that's where we all are we're not doing facebook anymore everyone's on the gram Mm -hmm. like come on right what do you want twitter gross (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. weird well once again lucy we would like to thank you for joining us and for being our first ever guest in the haunted attic so thank you so much for joining us and as always remember to celebrate the strange and while you're at it keep it unusual bye Bye.